Welcome to Bomberos on Fire, a bilingual podcast where we dive into the world of mental health for first responders and emergency workers. My name is Armando. I'm a firefighter, nurse, and paramedic for over 15 years of experience. I'm here to provide a safe and supportive space for our first responders and emergency workers. So join us in our journey of growth and healing, where together we will learn how to stay strong both physically and mentally. Don't miss a single episode of Bombers on Fire on Spotify, Apple, Google, or even on Heart Radio. Subscribe now and become part of the community. Thank you for listening. Today's episode of Bombers on Fire is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is not always easy to talk about mental health when it feels like no one around you really understands your situation especially in a field that is taboo to talk about it. In my personal case, my family are first responders. We take care of everybody, but we rarely ask for help. Whenever you are feeling anxious, stressed, or just not quite yourself, it can be really hard to know where to turn for help. Well, remember, you are not alone. That is where better help comes in. BetterHelp is an online therapy service that connects you with a licensed mental health professional based on your particular needs right from the comfort of your own home. You can start your mental health journey with BetterHelp. You will be matched with a licensed therapist who fits your necessities in a couple of days. BetterHelp makes it easy to find the right therapist for you. The beauty of BetterHelp, it is worldwide, regardless where you are. From San Juan to Berlin, from Orlando to Madrid, BetterHelp is there for you. They have a broad range of mental health therapies available for you that might not be locally. And guess what? BetterHelp isn't just available in English, making it an inclusive platform regardless of where you live or what is your language. Once you match, you can send a message anytime. Get timely responses and you can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions. So you won't ever have to sit in a waiting room again. BetterHelp makes professional mental therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient. So anyone who struggles with life challenge can get help anytime, anywhere. To top it off, BetterHelp costs are based on your locations, preference, and therapist availability. You can cancel your membership at any time for any reason. I believe that everyone deserves the support they need, no matter who they are or where they're from, especially if you are first responders. As a listener of Bomberos on Fire podcast, use a special link betterhelp.com slash bomberos on fire for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and join the vast number of people who have taken charge of the mental health with an assistance of an experienced mental health professional therapist. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help, and you are not alone. Let's create a world where mental health is never overlooked, and do not forget to use our link betterhelp.com slash fire, and you will receive 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. And now, let's get back to our show. All right. Welcome, people, back to Bomberos on Fire podcast. My name is Armando, as you know. Today, I got a really special guest. It's a, it's a primo. It's a cousin for another mother uh, for the other side of the country. Now, we meet back. Uh, before we start, I want to say thank you to the people who listen to us in the United States, in Europe. I got people from Israel now and Morocco, which is amazing. I got people from Spain, uh, South America, everywhere, Mexico, everywhere. So thank you so much for listening to me and uh, keep with this podcast and uh, hopefully you guys can get something out of it. And today, like I said, we have a special guest. It's, it's a friend of mine, family, primo, I guess. Uh, it's just, he's too, too much on the sun. That's why he looks different. <laughs> he's a great friend. Man, introduce yourself, who you are, what do you do, and, and, and we go from there. 
Oh man, Latif Williams, uh, firefighter EMT for uh, Orlando Fire Department. Uh, been a firefighter since 2003. Uh, first got certified in California. Uh, so I'm originally from, originally from Inglewood, California. Uh, got certified in 2003 and kind of bounced around. I was very competitive in California. Like you literally have to camp out to just to apply because they'll run out of applications or they take so many applicants. So um, applied up and down the, uh, the West Coast all the way from, uh, you know, um, Tacoma, Washington, all the way down to the border at San Diego. And, um, you know, it's just out there to say, is, you know, when the time is right, when the time is right. And uh, I pretty much give it up. Uh, I first started applying, yeah, the year that I you know, graduated in uh, 2003. And it didn't happen. And then not until uh, uh, 2000, let's see. Yeah, 2012, I met my now ex-wife. And then... Uh, uh, we got together. She's an engineer, uh, got married. Um, she's an aerospace engineer and originally from out here in Florida. And uh, a company that she worked for kind of gave us an offer we couldn't refuse as far as relocating. Um, like I said, I pretty much yeah. I got hired on with um, Northrop Grumman Fire Department, private fire department. Before that, was with um, Compton Fire as a EMT slash reserve firefighter. And... Uh, yeah, they, I left, uh, I got laid off from North of Grumman, had a top secret clearance. A lot of the firefighters who knew we were getting laid off, they started applying everywhere. And they were like, hey, LA County Sheriff's Department is hiring. And uh, just by happenstance, I had met the sheriff of LA County Sheriff's Department um, on a, at a media event with uh, Larry King. And I was surprised he even remembered me. And he was like, you ever want a real job? You know, give me a call, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, I applied, called him. He was like, hey, what took you so long? You know, I was like, well, I didn't think you'd remember who I was. And like the next day, got me in, took the test. You know, just it was a smooth transition all the way in and was with them for about three years. Was about to go out to patrol. And then that was when my ex-wife got the opportunity to come out here to Florida, uh, recertified my EMT, started applying to departments out here in Florida, both police and fire, since I had that experience under my belt for both. And uh, moved out here in uh, May of 2015. And by yeah. July, I got hired with Brevard County Sheriff's. And in August, I got hired with Orange County Fire. And of course, you remember, that's where we met. I decided yeah, to go to Orange County met. Fire. Um, uh, my son was born uh, that year in November. Started uh, standards in February 2016. Uh, was there for a minute. Uh, uh, and then in 2018, yeah, 2018, um, I left Orange County for Rockledge to be closer to my son because I was then divorced and, uh, turns out I didn't need to do that. So I reapplied to go back to Orange County and at the same time, back to Orlando and then, uh, Orlando called me first. So and now you're Orlando. Yeah. Or now, now. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. You, you had a, a literally a, a lifetime of fire departments and uh and uh jobs i know that since i know you since 2015 yeah yeah pretty much yeah uh, you're like a wikipedia of of knowledge in that aspect which is <laughs> yeah yeah i know how it to help just getting on <laughs> i guess i'm staying yeah. on you know yeah people who listen to us you want to apply for the department call this guy here he can help yeah. you out you can yeah. charge for it. See that? Boom. A hustle business. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes. But, uh, now going through all those fire departments, what is the big difference between, uh, the West Coast and East Coast? Because I think I'm the only, you're the only one that I know that had done that transition. Right. Well, West Coast is very, very much more uh, competitive, much more militant. Uh, and the mindset of out here, if you look, compared to the military out here, is like the Air Force, West Coast is like the Marines. Um, it's come, like I said, you know, I literally remember camping out, like staying up overnight in the street to be able to stand in line to apply for LA City and LA County. Golly. 
same thing for uh and when one place opens up everybody goes there i mean i've gone from as far as like san diego up to the washington if it's in drivable distance in la uh, uh uh, Henderson, Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, you know, when one person place opens up that they're hiring, like the same group, everybody floods down there. Last time I applied for LA County shit, uh, fire department, there was over 300,000 applicants. And of the 300,000, I think like 120 passed the written. And even then, if you pass the written, if you don't score in the 96th percentile, they're not even going to get to you, you know, and that's both in the written and oral. Now, if you get past the written, get to the oral interview, there are a few like little, you know, uh, like video game Easter eggs that you have to know. Um, you have to go to so many fire stations and get mock oral interviews done by the captains there. And uh, they give you the kind of the little formula. If you don't go to these, go to different stations to talk to different captains, you're not gonna get the formula of their uh, their uh, uh, ethics, their 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 uh, what do you call them? Their uh, lesson, I guess. The the no, introduction. No, like, Orange County was dry, duty, respect, and integrity. The uh, uh, oh, the the core values, principles. Core values, the... Yeah. So the core values yeah. of LA County, I remember, it was called four C it. So four C's in IT: integrity, teamwork, commitment, caring, community. And uh, commitment, caring, community. I can't remember the last C. So welcome to the East Coast. <laughs> right. So what you had to do is work those core values into sentences throughout your interview. And they had a little check sheet to see if you said integrity, if you said teamwork, if you said care. You couldn't have canned answers. There was no, oh, why do you want to be a firefighter? Oh, I want to help people. Like, nah, they weren't accepting that. And if you didn't know how to work the core values into your phrases when you were asked questions, they would, uh, you pretty much, you know, you wouldn't score that 96. So, yeah, it's very, 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 like, man, my buddies were shocked when I said I got out here in uh, May and was hired by August by Orange County Fire. Yeah, Orange County literally hired bodies. They just want to fill, fill it, fill the seats and let's go. Yeah, that's unheard of in, in, on the West Coast. No, so. that's insane. And on the West Coast, you have to pay for your own fire academy, or the once you get hired, they will pay for everything. So like it's both. So you can here, you know, you can go through just like here, you can go through college yourself, and then yeah. and then apply. Uh, but the bigger departments, they put you through on their dime. So okay. even um, but for like LA City, LA County, Long Beach, and uh, Orange County out there, their firefighter orientation is state fire college standards. So if no matter even if you have even if I say if you move from Florida to LA and you apply for yeah. LA County Fire and you've been a Florida firefighter for say five years, when you get hired by them. Their orientation is uh, six to eight months long. So it's the equivalent of going to fire school again. Oh, and that's what they but the smaller departments like Santa Monica, uh, uh, Redondo Beach, um, uh, her, her, uh, her, uh, Culver City, Amanda. places like that, you can have already have experience and they just have an orientation kind of like how they do out here. Okay, so, it's, all, it's all dependent, basically. It, it, it's all dependent, but like it's like I said, it's far, far, far more competitive. They invest a lot more in you because they want you to have an absolute clean slate. This is how we do it our way, and then that's it. Wow, and uh, that's a lot of work, bro. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was, I was staying in East Coast to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, fuck yeah, I'm not even trying that. Um, so different between um tools or or equipment i know their ems in the west coast is different than here where they're separate fire and ems are separate most of the time right no uh and west coast is it's not it's not separate it's not separate is uh, one, one guy la city they uh they have they do their own transport um okay 
LA County was the only one that, that didn't, they hired, they actually had American medical response out there. Last I was there and okay. their EMS calls, they would have a squad that had, that was basically like a F two fifty truck that had tools in the back, but it'd be two paramedics. And that would get dispatched to a call along with a, uh, uh, I basically, I believe, uh, either a BLS or ALS AMR unit. And okay. that's what would run the um, medical calls. Last, last I was there. And then for LA yes, City, sir. which is different from LA County, they did their own transport. So I don't know if it was double medic or if it was medic EMT. Got it, got it. Yeah, and in the East Coast, at least where we work in the Central Florida area, it's mixed. It's a fire EMS. It's all one place. Exactly. Know. Exactly. Basically, take turns on the rescue, and then you go jump to the, to the freaking truck, or you jump on the engine, or whatever you guys have, or whatever we have. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I got a question, uh, another one. How, what motivate you to go and go through that process a couple times, the hiring process? What was your motivation to fucking go at it? Well, so um, I say my biggest motivation was uh, Tommy Orso. Tommy Orso was my Little League coach whom um, I had a very, very poor baseball, literally, uh, league that we played for. Like, we didn't have lights. Like, parents would literally line up their cars to shine on the field for us to play at night. We had gopher holes. We were in an old uh, oil field, man. And uh, wow. when the plumbing would kind of go out on the field, like, there was a fire, L.A. County Fire Station 58 was, like, two blocks away. And he, would, he was a coach, an uh, umpire, and he would bring the engine up to the diamond to wash down the diamond. The yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And would shit. let us crawl around and play with it and play with stuff and everything. And I just thought, you know, being an engineer was the coolest job, you know, because he also cooked the station. I would yeah. ride my bike back and forth uh, to, from the baseball diamond to my house. And, like, my chain popped or if I had a flat, flat tire on my bike, I could stop at the station. And, you know, so I just thought it was just the coolest thing, man. So, wow. Uh, well my career and aspirations always been a, a truck, a truck engineer, drive, drive the truck. Yeah. How are you doing that right now in the OFD? You're on the, on the way, on the path to go there? I'm still trying, I'm still trying to get on the truck. It's a little bit harder because I'm a little bit older, you know, yeah. it's definitely a young man's game, you know, yeah, and is. my mind is willing, but my body is like, Hey, Hey, we're 45. We're, we are 45. You're <laughs> you know? 45? 45. Oh, you're, yeah. You don't look like, you don't look 45, but yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. It's, even back feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you, bro. Being on a truck is no easy job, especially the older you get, the the more want to be engineer or tanker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you want that blue chair. I get it, bro. I completely get it. And uh, and uh, then you went from West Coast California, literally the whole state, and you came to the East Coast. You apply, uh, what you told me, and then Orange County graduate, and, and literally. And that's what we met. That's what we crossed paths. Since then, we've seen friends since uh, 2015. Yeah, yeah. Team, man, oh. ever since uh, we were doing the uh, men mentorship. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah the CPAP shit. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. See the CPAP. Look twice a week. Yeah, show up twice a week and do the CPAP over and over and get in shape for that. Uh, yeah. And look yeah. at us now. We. Different fire departments, yeah. <laughs> getting paid better, getting free better. Yeah, we did standards together. Yeah, we did. Uh, no, we did. Oh, because I was a medic already when yeah. I got hired for the Orange yeah. County. Yeah, so I together, and then yeah. yeah, I remember when you got married. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I think I, yeah, I remember when your wife. I remember when you got your baby. I remember your your baby. Oh, now he's like a freaking bro. That yeah, yeah the boy is a monster. He's, yeah, massive muscular bro. I don't know. That's awesome. I'm, I'm funny story with my and getting hired with Orange County. Um, my son was born um, October 28th, and uh, my interview, my oral interview, was like October 30th. I want to say with Orange County. Yeah, with a big chief. Yeah, yeah, a lot of roads, man. And um, I remember talking to him and, like, he's doing the interview thing. I look around. He was 
He asked, I asked him about his kids and he asked me about mine. So yeah, I got a, a son and a daughter. They're way far in age. He was like, well, how old's your daughter? And I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, my daughter's like 14 or 13 or 14, something like that. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, how old's your son? And I was like, um, days. <laughs> 30 hours old. And he was like, 30 hours? I'm like, so you came here? I was like, yeah, I brought my suit to the hospital and got dressed there. And, came here. and, and he was you like, go blessed. There you go, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he was like, Get, get back to the hospital, man, to your son. And then, like, as I'm walking out the door, and I was like, uh, do I have the job? <laughs> he was like, yes, yes, go, go. <laughs> man, that's, that guy's the coolest chief. I, I, yeah. yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever he goes, people follow him. Exactly, exactly. Yes. He's definitely a fireman's chief. Definitely. He is. We, we're throwing money to him at, at where I work now, the creek, to see if he wants to come back to the operations side become a chief so we'll see what happens hopefully mm -hmm. get a christmas present but who knows you know how it is you know politics it's yeah politics yeah yeah i fell into that coming into orlando where we we're uh what three chiefs within the past like five years oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah three chief oh yes i remember yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that yeah, so like man i i don't know <laughs> the yearbook they should have just a velcro on <laughs> I look over face. Just look at the face. Yeah. They, they all look the same from the bottom down. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah, so, now, you know, I, I believe the mindset is different as an older firefighter. You know, like you do it now. You try and you find try and find multiple streams because you almost immediately start looking at that, uh, that uh, outgoing process of, you know, what you're going to do afterwards or contingency. Yeah your body doesn't hold up and you got to, you know, medically retire and is a, is a thing that you have to consider because, mm -hmm. you know, your, your career can end on the next call, whether it be getting off the rig and tripping and blowing out your knee or trying to pick up a patient and blowing out a disc in your back or, you know, something actually technical. We know we have to deal with a fire, deal with some type of mechanical technical rescue of some sort, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you, you can count how many close calls there. There's two different guys, kind of close calls that you count. And it's close calls that other people see like, oh, that was, you know, it's like, no, that wasn't a close call. I've been with far worse than that. Oh, yeah. You know? um, and, you know, that, like when I, I was, you know, one of the very few divers, uh, rescue divers for Orange County. Yeah. And uh, when we were there, that's when uh, um, Lieutenant. Um, was bringing the uh, the the program into its fruition. Uh, yeah, Brandon Allen, that's the you, lieutenant. You were, you, were, you were one of the first. I remember that one of the first yeah. wave of, of yeah. guys doing the, the diver. Yeah, and I was the first diver to have a underwater gator encounter. And <laughs> yeah, that was with a, a joint call with Osceola County, and. It was two gators in the water when I got out of it. One was with me at the car. And, of course, nobody would have believed it if they didn't see it because they were like, oh, gators run away. And blah, blah. I was like, this one did. No. This one was down no. there with me because when I got out the water and looked back, he was floating right above the truck where I was at, you know, and another one was coming in, you know. And it was about a good five-foot gator. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> you immediately start thinking about your life. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, you know, I need a plan B. Exactly. No, exactly. God, I didn't know that part because you were at fifty-eight, right? At that point, on fifty-five. Yep. I was at fifty-eight when I left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And fifty-eight. Just, you never steeped. Just became a dive station. Not only was I the only diver on my ship, I was the only rescue swimmer on my ship. None of my guys on my engine were even swimmers. Yeah. So it was total cowboy. I was me by myself in that water until the next dive unit got there. There was no necessarily two out rule because uh, you know enough. You don't have enough people. It's not enough. And then, but then, if you're a diver, obviously you have to get into the water because someone is in imminent danger. Just like if you show up on a structure fire, you can yeah. be the only engine there, but you can articulate why you went in. If you see somebody hanging out the window, you don't have to wait for your two out because you know it's kind of a life over limb rescue yeah. situation. So, yeah, yeah definite uh, interesting, interesting experience, man. Oh god, yeah. I remember being at fifty three for like five years. Yeah. Taking it like a champ. Turn back yep. OBT nonstop. Yeah. Because I went fine. to high heels, but I went to I went to 
I was a 50A first, mm-hmm. which is Hunter's Creek area. He's all my people. Whoever's mm-hmm. listening to me, uh, all the Spanish people is the water. And then I went to Pine Hills. I learned Creole in that moment. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to 53, which is just just heroin town. Yeah. Pimps and hookers. So yeah. That was me for five years, five, seven, six years. You got the freeways right there. Oh, and bro. I got Turnpike. I got 528. Yep. I got them all. And now I'm in Distant Springs, chilling and walking I'll around. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the squad now. I finally oh, yeah. made it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah rope guy. Good. Actually, we beat Orlando OFD on the rope competition. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The creek. Okay. We, we got one on you guys. Good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was that day. I was when we get the trophy for the second place. I was doing this with everybody. Hey, people, Orange County too. And it's funny because we <laughs> we have basically pants, a sweater, and that's it. Everybody else tactical gear, Velcro, the the Punisher, and I'm walking with a sweater. Just hey, what up, buddy? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that was a That's what one. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, good moments, bro. I I, I truly I truly believe that uh, being a fireman is a lifestyle. It's not it's not career. It's a lifestyle. It's something you choose. And uh, even if you leave the fire department to do something else, you always will be a fireman. It's like a yep. cop or a military. It doesn't matter what. Always have the mentality. It never never shuts off. It never shuts off. No matter what you do. Uh, and and now. I know you're 45, and the the city is like 20 years, and then you can leave kind of retirement. Mm-hmm. Any plan B that you have, any future plans that you thinking? Because, like you said, you can get injured, you can get uh, whatever could happen. Anything could happen from now until you retire. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I don't know if you heard that we had a guy in our department they got a heart attack, mm-hmm. massive. Oh yeah, and the, inside the ER. Wow. He dropped right there. They save him. Is still in recovery. Hopefully, back to work by December. Mm-hmm. I told him when I when I talked to him, bro, you need you need a plan B. Yeah. Because I, I if I were you, I won't come back. Just yeah. to be safe. Just in the safe yeah. side, I won't do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. You drop the microphone and walk away. Yeah. You have any plans? Anything or yeah, um, working on it? I am. I'm working on it. I have a my business is called First Hero uh, Merchant Services. Okay. Um, where that I find small businesses and I buy an ATM and I place it in that business. And you know how when you, you oh. can probably, so, you know, if you use the ATM and it's not your bank's ATM and it says, well, this will charge you $3, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, if it's my ATM, I get that $3. So nice. It, it is. It's, it's, it's about location though, because if you get yeah. a great location, you have passively, you can add average, uh, okay location. You can average about two hundred bucks a month. But the thing is, you do your 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 profit is in volume. So if one ATM is making me two hundred bucks a month, if I have ten ATMs, you got that's two, two grand a month. And all I have to do is I have to physically take my money and place it in the ATM so people can take it out. Got so it. It, that's a rinse and repeat of that money. The other side to that is like uh, before you can do anything, you have to have the money for the ATM, and that's about you know roughly two thousand dollars. And then you have to physically have at least about a thousand dollars cash to put in that ATM, so people can take out of it, so you can yeah. make the money for your transactions. So exactly. it's anywhere from three to thirty-five hundred just to invest in one ATM. Okay. So therein lies fire department work overtime to get that money, you know. Um, oh, I hear I you. Just... Mm-hmm. And also, I imagine, too, yeah, that shit is heavy. You have to pick it up from the floor, put it in the pickup truck, move yeah, that crap yeah. somewhere, put it. Yep, you have two options. Either you do it yourself or you hire somebody. I'm going to do it myself. And my son is a part of my company, too. So, he, And I teach him, you know, we install ourselves. You go, we have a Hilti drill, a, a, a concrete drill. Drill it, bolt it down in, and set it yourself. And I and I service all my ATMs. And now I've moved over to merchant services to where the little card swipe machines 
I give those to the merchants too in order for, you know, and it's a small residual from that. And again, it's in volume. If I can get, you know, yeah. uh, 10, 10 businesses that say move 25,000 a month in merchandise, they process 25 grand a month and say at 3%, you know, that can, that can be a pretty good amount. It can be, you know, anywhere from four to up to eight grand a year that that one machine, you know, can produce. But the thing is, it's getting the merchant to trust me to use my machine to help their business. So yeah, and the location sales. too. Yeah, there's some sales involved in it, you know, as well. You know, and that's the part yeah. I just kind of kind of hate doing because you know I try and save them money, and, and then it's still convincing them that because the way the world works, people don't trust people. You know, it's like, what are you no. getting? Da, 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 you know, and then the paradox to that is. These are private businesses that I'm going to asking for a chance. And a lot of them are hesitant right off the back. And then I kind of go, well, somebody gave you a chance to even open this business. You have to ask yeah. for that loan. You have to ask for this, you know, location. location. And, you know, we often forget that, you know, somebody started somewhere. You know, a lot of the uh, couple of the smoke shops that I go to, like, I see they'll tell me no. And then four or five months later, I go in and they have an ATM. So, you know, I can't take it personal, but I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, you know, what happened? You know, and then I look over the ATM itself um, is out of service. And it's like, well, what happened? Why are they not in service? Oh, my guy's up north and, you know, it takes them a while to get here. And I was like, I'm local. Yeah. I do all my business myself. You know, you wouldn't be out of service if you came to me, but I understand, you know. So. It, it, it's that, and of course, there's a couple of other passive opportunities I would like to have, but it's just getting getting funding and this, this investment capital that you have to have in order to to start it. You know, like a lot of these uh, uh a lot of these businesses that you know a lot of online programs like oh come buy my program and I can show you how to make ten thousand dollars a week. No. But the problem with that is like say I saw one that was a uh, that was uh dealing with stock options and crypto and things like that like well yeah you can make ten thousand a week if you had initial 50 grand to invest and get the exactly. percentage of that you know exactly it's just, it's just math basically it's math yeah, you can make thousands a month off of investment property but you got to have the million dollars in order to buy that four unit uh, building as well as the other hundred grand invest in upgrading it and fixing it up so you can get tenants. Yeah. You know, you have to waste more gas, make money on whatever uh, maintenance, the tools. If you need a new tool to put it in, I mean, it's is expensive. Oh, I, I hear you. I got uh, the podcast. Obviously, uh, the, I don't making. I don't. I'm not doing this for money. The podcast. I do it because I wanted to. Uh, it, to me, it's like a release therapy for stuff that. I've been through all my life. I've been working on the medical field on the oh, on the on the fire service since I'm 17 or 16 mm -hmm. in two different countries. Mm -hmm. So I I I got some advices. My mom, she's a um a coach, life coach, and she says, "Hey, you need you need a way to release that before you start beating the wife and start drinking alcohol like everybody else." Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, somebody gave me an idea. Why don't you start a podcast? And you can you like to talk crap, so why not? Yeah. And that's how I started. I've been talking to psychologists, to nurses. You like to talk where we can understand you. <laughs> I need subtitles. <laughs> I came with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, that's how I remember that. We got the story. That's how we bonded because you would be moving so fast and get confused. And then I'll tell you in Spanish. You'd be like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, what, almost seven years ago? Yeah. And, uh, my English improved a little bit better, but still. A little bit. A little bit, not much. Still have the sexy accent. I know you yeah, like that one. Exactly. <laughs> but the guy from LA who speaks the who speaks the the, the more Mexican Spanish would be like, oh my god, tarecha, tarecha. <laughs> You know the Mexican little guy. He's now in Atlanta. He's a uh, yeah. he's a five star in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little wheel. Yeah. Oh, Fabian. bro. Fabian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fabian. Yeah, he was. He became a cop, and now he's a fireman. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, and we worked together at Fifty Three for a couple of years, and I was there. Yeah, it was it was, it was fun. After me, 
Was his Theo, what? He retired like what? Year before last. Um, I the um, he had an yeah. uncle that was a. Uh, he had two uncles. Uh, one two. was the captain. The other one was a battalion chief at the time. I think the captain was the one that retired. No, well, captain or or lieutenant on the truck. I don't remember. One or two. He had both. Both. Both were yeah. were one and the other. Yeah. So yeah. I think the captain was the one that retired. Yes. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was. And then uh, who was the other one? He became a cop. Oh, Noel. Uh, Noel. 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 No. Yeah, he's and he's doing good, man. He um he's on he's, he's a SWAT. SWAT. He's a SWAT medic. Yeah. And yeah. uh turns out, you know, I still do oh, another one of my outlets, like you said, is I still do and compete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Now I'm a brown belt yes. in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And um I've been encouraged to teach more. I just need to work on how I teach. Um, and that could be a, a segue too, you know. Yeah. Um, Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> that's your, you remember, that's your problem. Exactly. It's not your content. It's not what you know. It's your delivery. Exactly. That's your problem. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm having that problem now, you know. Oh, yeah, um, I know. So, um, his, one of my black belts is actually a, uh, uh, Orange County deputy who knows Noel very well. And oh, nice. uh, oh, we got to talking and he was like, Hey, you know, oh, I think through Facebook, he saw me comment. He was like, you know, Noel, I was like, man, we, oh, geez, man, me and Noel got hired, went through state, uh, uh, standards together. We went through orientation. together. We went through medical school. together and we was at 58 together. Yeah. You know, I was like, I remember when he got married. I remember when his wife got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember yeah. all that, man. <laughs> I remember when he left the County. I remember when he became a cop and all yeah. that. Yep, there for everything, just, man. Yep, brilliant. Yeah, that, that was something that people asked me that I want to do because it's not much reciprocity is recognized, but they recognize your experience. So, yeah. um, Orlando doesn't do dual anymore, but I think Orange County still may, as far as uh, you can be a cop, because there was a couple of guys who were on the squad who were also yes. still reserve cops, you know, reserve yeah, uh, was- deputy sheriffs. So yeah, this is a chief. Uh, well, you remember uh, Juanatan, the chief? Yeah, yeah, he was a trooper and a chief. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, he retired, and uh-huh. I thought he would, you know, nightlife, go to the cruises, enjoy life, get fat and happy. No, he now he's the chief of Marion County, fire wow. chief. Can't let go, man. Can't let go. Got to no, be something. That's another chief. That's a chief of the chief too, but he can't let it go. You need to get some break, bro. You need to relax. Yeah, yeah. That's that's He's in the that's army too. Man. I would like to find something very passive that I can still collect money and grow a beard, grow a beard, and be happy, man. And you know, right now the goal is so I want to make passive money so I don't have to work my Kelly days. So I don't have to work overtime. I want to spend as much time with my son and my family as possible. You know. Yeah, and and that's one of the things about you that I like is your family, man, and and always embracing your culture and ba- embracing all the cultures too. Yeah, and, and and yeah, and I know that, and and that's that's one thing that few people that I know in the fire service embrace is so diverse in that aspect, and you know mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of your qualities, except for delivery. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. you got that you got that right bro it's yeah. it's truly it's really amazing when you see you on facebook with your yeah. son and and he's doing jujitsu and like what the hell happened to the little kid that i literally hold it on my arm really yeah the little meat nugget remember that man yeah, uh, yeah. he's yeah. not and now he can choke me 95 pounds now so he can choke me yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. literally i got that power with him because i can't deal with that exactly yeah. It, yeah, it's true, bro. It's true, and and I'm glad that you found a way to help also with the stress, like doing that side job with the hustle job, and and I think every fireman does that. Yeah, and and yeah, it's 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 funny. That's not my non. That's not my. That's my kind of trying to build up. So it's a, it is a little bit stressful. The only thing that's not stressful about is like I'm not relying on it to to eat. So yeah, to provide. Can, it can it can progress how it progresses, and uh, I mean, believe it or not, I still do, I do uh, I'll do Instacart and Spark, and uh, you know, it's still shopping for other people, and that that's like a happy kind of thing to do, man. Like real, for real, for real. Shit, really? 
I know guys that do Uber. They're firefighters that do Uber. And yeah, I know it, that. They said it, it, it's cool in itself. But yeah, man, I'm going to grocery stores and uh, picking up groceries and delivering it to people who are so thankful and happy. Like, you know, it's like the older people when it's raining and yeah. stuff like that. The older people just can't get out, you know, and, you know, they, they give you tips. And, you know, you can make a, if you if you have busy days, you know, and it's just it, it is literally just going to the store. That's it. Just going yeah. to the store. Yeah. You know, people are talking. They see me, see me big coming in there, you know, bringing a grocery. Like, do you, do you do anything else? Like, yeah, I'm a firefighter. I just, I just do this because it's extra money and it's, and it's happy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I feel you. I got the, well, but you know, I got the company that I created to, uh, training and consulting outside mm -hmm. the U.S. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm going to Poland, uh, in two weeks to wow. teach, to teach survival and writ. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm talks with Mexico and uh, hopefully Spain, but we'll see. Oh, we're gonna talk, man. I gotta see what classes I gotta go get certified and roll with you, man. Shoot. Get, get, get your fire where you get your fire instructor. Okay. You're good to go, bro. Fire instructor okay. and a passport. I got the passport. You got Whoop. one. You got the most difficult one. <laughs> Which is the freaking passport. What's talk definitely, man? Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those people listen to me. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's going on in two weeks. Uh, I'll put the posting on YouTube. I got a YouTube channel where I post all like I do a lot of training in Spanish because it's not enough. There is not. It's like you know here you got ten thousand companies that teach red or teach whatever. In Spanish, there's few in between, yeah. especially a YouTube channel. So yeah. I, I found that, and and uh, a lot of people from Spain actually follow me on the channel too, and I. I put his with Halligan. I do, you name it, I try to get something out of it. And little by little, it's, I'm not depending on it to put food on my table. So that's why I'm, I'm go with the flow and see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. And I uh, and, uh, got another business too with my wife. I do IV uh, hydration therapy, mobile. I'll go to your home if you need be. I was actually looked into that. I actually did look yes. into it. Yeah. I, I know. forgot the name of the, Hyd Hydrate was the name of the company. Hydrate. So yeah. uh, for those who listen to right now, our website is, is uh, bmandoivexpress.com. Uh, we just will start probably in October. We got everything, trying to get everything set up because it's a bunch of legal stuff, medical-wise. Mm -hmm. Once we get that out of the way, uh, we're good to go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, actually, we're the sponsor of uh, Venezuelan beauty pageant. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, yeah, I won't complain. That's right. <laughs> I won't complain at all. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm looking ways to, uh, like you said, get a passive income, get an option B, option C, option D. Uh, you never know what could happen in life. And uh, if I learned that the new currency is not money, it's time. Exactly. It's time with my kids. It's time with my family. It's time with my friends. That's the new currency. It's not money. Exactly. Oh, which is open only fan in the sea, bro. That's not that easy. That's not that easy. Actually, a friend of mine, she was, she wanted to do that, and she started doing it, and then oh. looked looked up the research of it, and he's like, the average, the average OnlyFans like makes less than what you would make working at McDonald's every every week. What? The average, yes. To, the uh, average. There's a small, small percentile of what you hear about making ten thousand and fifty thousand a month and all that stuff. It's a very small percentile of them. Because they want to go the extra mile. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. That's the one squeezing the banana with your feet doing this. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Peanut butter on the toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to go to 110% to make that happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, bro, it's, it's crazy how, how, uh, how little things like that can help you with your mental health, can help you to, to get focused on something, don't get distracted. Because, you know, a lot of the guys that they don't do anything else, just a fire service, uh, they get distracted. They start doing, they start getting into crazy stuff, and then uh, we lose them. We, yeah. Depression, suicide, uh, they yeah. quit the fire department, or, or they get lazy. So, Yeah, and I'm, I'm one to, I definitely firmly believe in disconnecting. When I'm off yes. duty, I am off duty like i've come back to work and then, oh did you hear about that fire on blah 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 on you yeah. know on a shift or on b shift I'm like did anybody get hurt no no i didn't hear about it because 
I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at my pulse point. I'm not listening to no radio. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm so far behind in the gossip and things like that. It's just, you know, if it's not my business, oh, yeah. I don't like being in it. Um, I want to do my job, protect my crew and come home the way I, the way I left, you know? Exactly. So I'm the same way. I cloak in, cloak out. I love the fire service. I, it gave me a lot of opportunities in my life. It gave me meet a lot of people in my life. You're one of those. And, yep. uh, but yeah, once they clock out, if, like you said, if something happened, a different shift, it doesn't hurt anybody else. Or if nothing happened. I'm, I don't even care. Exactly. Exactly. You, you make lifelong, you know, friends, you know, and bonds and, you know, like you, you and I, man, like I remember I gave you the, uh, the blanket for your first daughter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we have it here, bro. It's yeah. Here. And, you know, and, and I, I think a few people, only a few people found out. I was like, wow. Like, like, why'd you do that? I was like, what do you mean? Why? Man, this is firstborn child. He's, he's excited. Like, remember stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Now, if I need bail, <laughs> my whole family still remember that. My whole family still remember that shit. Like, you remember the guy, you know, El Negrito, Negrito, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my mom love you. Yeah. Oh, my mom, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I see it's your wife. Of... I see your wife in RMC. Yep. Oh, she's now in a in a, a by the loop, the new oh. ER. Okay. Yeah, she's she said enough RMC. I'm done. <laughs> this is yeah. this is not for uh, yeah. thirty year career. You can only operate at those high RPMs for so long, you know. Yeah. And, yes. You know, it just it, it it just wears on you. It's good to get that experience, but after yes. that, you know. Back off, back off. Yeah, this, uh, yeah, the same apply for us in the fire service. I cannot be in the VC house for twenty years. Right, exactly. I, exactly. That's why I went to the creek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't blame you at all, man. You know, and anybody yeah. else who who hated was I've been like you would have you would have taken it in a heartbeat. You would have no 100%. way you would have Period. Period. A hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we yeah, take care of each other, take care of ourselves. I think that's the most important thing that that uh, I find out doing this podcast. I've been this is like episode twenty two, I think so. And the, the the common theme is take care of each other, yeah. Yourself, that's the most important. After that, you can do whatever you want. I talked to a nurse that she does for herself, uh, ketamine microdosages for anxiety and depression. Yeah, and the helper. I talked to uh, a psychologist from New York. She was the head or the board member of the COVID nineteen task force for the firemen uh, or the first responder that went to that through the mental health. And and uh, somebody from Panhandles, uh, uh, Kathleen. She's a coach, mental coach, and she's also a first responder specialist in first responders mental health. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Take care of each other. Yeah, take care of yourself. That's yeah, the only thing I, we can do. Something that I would love to formulate and that uh, it's funny. It's an, it's a very much ongoing issue that we have in being a first responder. Uh, what I went through personally in my divorce. Yes. Now, divorce is very high and there is no, no counsel for it. There's no help for it. It was kind of, it's it's a cultural thing, like oh, you're a real firefighter now. You're going through your first divorce, ha ha ha. You know, and it's like, yeah, and you know, we're alpha. You know, we try and act tough and everything, but literally, a divorce is a marriage ending. That's a life ending. Yeah, that's a life ending. It is. It is. You know, I mean, the person you marry isn't the person you're divorcing, and you know, often it makes me sad. You know, how I felt about this woman. I was willing to die for this woman at one point in time. And now it's like, Oh my God, like it's the total other side of the spectrum, yes. you know, and going through that divorce, like, and I was with County and I remember, you know, people would call and it'd be the same people who are among the uh, kind of the mental health task force of it things. And, you know, just kind of yeah. make, I just want to make sure you're okay. You're not thinking about hurting yourself. And I'm like, it ain't that it's just, with that on my mind all day and I have to come to work and deal with patient assessments and deal with people and things like that and totally not have it affect me while at work, you know, while my home life, my life at home is just 
falling apart. And I still have to come yeah. to work and compartmentalize everything so that I can function at work. Yeah. And there was nobody to really kind of turn to and say, Hey, well, what do you, what did you do for this? Or did you talk to this lawyer? Or da, da, da. It's like, to kind of start some type of, of a uh, circle, you know, whether it be lawyers, family counselors, things yeah. like something to where that when divorce starts looming its head, there are steps, there are things that people we can do, not just, Oh, Hey, yeah. you know, it's a part of it. You got to go through it, you know? And it's like, yeah, you know, if it, I, I luckily focus on my son the most yeah. and just focusing on him very much helped me not fall apart very much helped me not act emotionally. And I would have gone to jail for the things that I was thinking I wanted to do in my head Yeah, just to, you know, just, you're just getting attacked, you know? And like I said, luckily I, I found it in him. Save your life. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that, that definitely helped and explains kind of our bond that we have now, you know, people say, you know, you have such a great bond and I'm like, we do, but what what I had to go through to get that bond, I would never want anybody else to go through, you know? Yeah. And um, that's something that, you know, and, and but the thing is, it's also hard because I've said it myself that um, as firemen, we talk about, you know, now we're finally getting recognized for our, our uh, mental stresses and things, and you can medically retire because of PTSD, which... The paradox with that is amongst firefighters, we go, oh, great, they're finally recognized that we all go through it. But times yeah. where I've sat around the table when firefighters talking about another firefighter that's doing it, and they rip them to shreds. Like, yeah. oh, man, you knew what it was is. You shouldn't go there. You know, you're just being a puss and blah, 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 blah. You know? And then I'm one of the few people that's, that, that spoke up and said, now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If that man would have came, you would have heard after the next shift that he put a 45 in his mouth and, 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 and ended it, you'd be wondering what you could have said or what you could have done to help him. But if he'd have sat back and listened to this conversation of you guys talking about other people not being strong enough to, to not get away when he felt mentally he couldn't take it anymore— it's no wonder that nobody says anything like one day that they're fine. And then the next minute, like he did what he did, what, you know, it's like, yeah, just listening. And, and oh man, you can hear a, a spider pissing on cotton when I ended that. And I'm like, I don't mean to be argumentative of the downside, but listen to what you're saying, but listen to what happens. And yeah. you wonder why they didn't say anything. Cause you know, in fire service, your reputation carries your reputation is everything. Oh, yeah. And the, the paradox of that is they'll tell you, Oh, you know, work hard to make sure you get a good reputation. People like you and things like that. But then they'll turn around and say, well, don't worry about what people say. Cause everybody's going to talk mess. You know, it's like, well, yeah. So which one I pick, uh, which, which, one I which, pick? which one is it? You know, it's like, yeah. you know, and like me, I'm one of the people through my physical prowess and my stature, I already intimidate people. So people are going to have an assumptions of me, before they meet me, before they even, before I even speak, you know, like I'm, oh, I know yeah. for a fact people, if, if they didn't know you and they were talking about me and you were standing there, the person that you know, that is me versus the person that they think they know is me. You'd be like, who are you talking about? Who, like, yeah. what are you, you know, and, and, and half the time it's, well, have you ever worked with him? Oh, oh no, it's just, just stuff that I heard, you know? And I'm like, so you your lazy mentality is going off of what somebody else told you. And then you just totally judge that person off of that. No experience for yourself. No having yeah. your own mind, your own thought, you know, you need to experience so, that. Uh, yeah. It is a, it's a double edged sword because yeah. one hand you can be the tough guy, but in another hand, you cannot be the tough guy. Right. So right. like, okay, which one would I pick? Which one right. would I, which, which route I take for my own self to save myself? Right. Exactly. Because at the end, we should help each other, but that you know doesn't happen that often. No, it doesn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't no. happen. So, 
No, and so, we've seen like yeah, you to help each other, but we've seen guys just hang other cats out to dry, like totally. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, a hundred percent. In the heartbeat, yeah, they don't so, they don't even blink. They just go. Bruh. Yeah, projectile vomiting, whatever they yeah. say, they got it. Yeah, I know. You know and right. and it's and it's up to us, people like you and me, people like in the same mentality to. I don't say change the culture, but at least be aware this this is going on. This is happening. Right. right. Because right. we won't change the culture. You know, it's it's a hundred years of tradition. It's gonna yeah. don't, it won't change. But put a light, be aware, hey, this is what's going on. Actually, I didn't tell you, but I I, I applied for the peer support team at Reedy Creek. Okay. Yeah, so That's I can good. I can guess I can get more tools for yeah. the podcast and, and to help to help to help my family, put it in that right. way. Right. And uh, yeah. and uh, it also helped myself too. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a pretty bad call last year where I had a couple of visits where it was, yeah. it was, it was a rough one. I know you heard about it. The kid that got struck by lightning. Yeah. I yeah. heard it. I, I, trans- talk I transported about it. him. I held him oh. in my arms, man. Oh, um, and I went home. I went home that day. I had to see my son. I had to. And, um, you know, I can smell the electricity and smell the, yeah, burn, the burn, you know, saw his pupils dilated and, and, you know, yeah. I, said, I held him, I held him in my arms. And I remember that, that drive to the hospital, like I made it to South and I, <laughs> and I, I know like I was ready to jump the train tracks. I was, you know, Gran Turismo yeah, in, that, in that box, man. Yeah. The, but the most, the the most like hardest thing to grasp and when i tell people this who like this this is just what makes you like really question you know you you try and think do things like religion and faith and belief to to quell the evils of man and the evils of nature that we see yeah but uh the uh the father of the second boy who the dive team had to find, like the one that I transported, the lightning entered him. The lightning went out of the other boy that fell in the water. And his father is an electrical engineer. That uh. spe- listen, listen. That specializes in lightning protection systems. <laughs> Oh man, you're done. So can you imagine like the super villain that he will become? Like if if that you know the like how do you process that? Like of all the things you... that happen with all the people. Oh god. Your whole life is based around lightning and studying it and trying to protect and the hate you your know, kids. And and lightning took the life of your child. <laughs> You know, that it made me be feel funny. selfish because I needed to go home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. You know, I was thinking, how dare, how dare me? Like, oh, I just, you know, at least I had a son to go and see. But, like, he'd have to change his whole career <sighs> to not think about his yeah. child on a daily basis. Or at yeah. least get really involved in a job and basically saying he's going to fight lightning for the rest of his life and, you know, make sure, you know, but... It's a tough call, that, man. That, that's a know, tough call. And that's something like I'll never, never forget. Never, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, I got drownings. Too. Yeah. I got I got people that throw me the kid. I get yeah. out of the rescue. Hey, is this my kid? Okay. Yeah. Great. Fix it. I Here, got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had I had the phony calls, but I have those those calls that I got abortions on toilets, the, the yeah. spontaneous abortions that happen. Yeah. You go on scene and there's I, she didn't know she was pregnant, and then you look in the toilet. Is oh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go yeah. to OBG wine. Yeah. All yeah. Right. We'll be a long I've call. Had, I had one of those where I had to I had to carry it in the bio bag. Oh yeah. And I know it was only in my head, but I kept feeling the bag move. Like oh. I know it was in, but you know something oh, kept God. you know. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, and those are you know. Those are the little bonus things that when you, you know, you get your watch and you get your little pin that's, you you know, congratulations, you yeah. made it to retirement. But 
those are the things that you carry with you through the rest of your, you know, after your, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's why uh, I'm advocate and I'm trying to at least people being aware of the problems. I'm going to talk to people that the experts on the subject, try to talk to, to us so people can relate and Hey, this is, this is happening. And uh, that's why I do it in English and in Spanish. Yeah. Because why not? Because it, Imagine here, we got the tools and the resources to get help outside the U.S. Good yeah, luck, they, bro. They barely have good the luck. tools to do the job. <laughs> yeah, so good luck. Yeah. I, I had a friend, he's a fireman in Caracas, Venezuela, and uh, they work seven days straight, 24 hours, and then two weeks off. Wow. Yeah. So I told him, how do you deal with the stress? Drink a beer. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. And and you yeah. cannot in in South America, you cannot say I want to cry and, and I can't handle this crap. You no, that's a no no. That's a taboo yeah, there. There's not even a word for that in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, when you say it, start mumbling. I don't know what's going on. Like a, you got a glitch if you say it. So, yeah, so so we have we have it we have it hard, but at the same time we have it easy compared with a lot of people around the world. Yeah, yeah. Another way. Um, well, it's, it's been an awesome podcast, to be honest. I'm really glad yeah. that we did it. Yeah. Uh, we we almost on the one hour mark. And uh, before we leave, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Anything that's going on on your? Let in. There you go. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but we back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Well, any final thoughts before we leave? Uh, I mean, to the general public, to other firefighters, what? Whatever you feel like, bro. Free environment. I would. I would say, no matter what, to my firefighter brothers, my los bomberos compadres. Um, what I do is every morning coming on shift, I shake everybody's hand. I give everybody a hug, off going and oncoming. No matter who, I mean, okay. I, I try and develop that to, it's with everyone. So much so to where that when I don't do it, people recognize it. And will ask me what's wrong. Because not all the time will we express it, but our actions dictate it. So, you know, I would say find, find, find things like that, you know, because it, it, it can be the next call. It can be my next call. It can be your next call. So I always say, say hello and goodbye to everyone. Um, and find a life outside of firefighting. When we, when I make it a point, when we get together. I don't want to talk about firefighting. I don't. I don't want to talk yeah. about your last call. I don't want to talk about nothing. You know. I would say to those that want this life, do do your research. Know what you really get into. Firefighting is one third of your life. Period. Is one third, and that's really generous. That's one third. I would say one third physically. I think it's more than that mentally. You know, yeah. And then uh, to those that you know appreciate us, yeah. I mean, appreciate us. We, you know, when it's kind of a hard thing when when you know I say when people say, "Oh, thank you for your service," you know, I I I thought it was weird. Like, what do you say? You're welcome, because that sounds a little like pompous to me to say, Oh, you're welcome Pop, that I'm serving you, you know? So yeah. I, I always answer and say my pleasure, my pleasure, because realize that less than half of 1% of the population can do what we do that are wired, how we're wired that will have sleepless nights and be wiped out the next day. And we're, we're back at it the next shift for 20, 30 years straight. 
You know, yeah. don't just appreciate it on 9-11 or just appreciate it when you've called 911. Do the little things. Get out of the way when you hear the when you hear the sirens. <laughs> you know? Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do those little things and just just appreciate every day for what we have, man. You know. So uh, yeah. Well, that's a really wise words, and I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, and I wish you the best in your in your plan B, C, D, E. Yeah, you'll probably we talk later. You're gonna, you're gonna be F, bro. You're gonna be F. So we'll get together. Well, I'm the F then. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, thank you, people, for listening to us, and I appreciate it. Uh, gracias, primo, for being here. Watch we need to repeat this again. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You gotta check definitely. in. Hopefully, hopefully we can do another country. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know I make shit happen. Yeah, I know, I know, man, I know. I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to school and get that certificate. <laughs> yeah, get your instructor. That's all I need. That's it. Yeah. And then we talk. <laughs> now the Venezuelan and, and uh, El Negro and Polish. Like, hey, we're here. <laughs> You'll be the only one. Yeah, exactly. We are diverse. I'm the only one. Yeah, I'll be the only one. Brown guy. Exactly. And I'm the, br I'm the brown hair guy. I'm the brown hair guy. <laughs> Extra crispy. Technical, technical and diversity training all at once. Just bring it. Let's bring it. Yeah, it's, right, it's, it's a niche for everybody. Take right, care, bro. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Have a nice day. Bye.